tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Many thanks for choosing us. President Ekofuado says the government is undertaking rigorous expenditure rationalization and prudent spending to meet conditions set by the International Monetary Fund in order to access the second tranche of the bailout in six months. The IMF board last week approved Ghana's request for a $3 billion bailout, resulting in the release of the first $600 million to the Bank of Ghana. But subsequent releases will be hinged on Ghana meeting certain conditions set by the fund, which includes improvement in domestic revenue mobilization. In an interaction session at the ongoing Qatar Economic Forum, the president said the government is very aware of its obligations and will live up to it. The rationalization of our expenditures, the rationalization of government expenditures is something that we have given the assurance. The domestic revenue mobilization is absolutely critical for us. Uh, already we're beginning to see signs of that. We are, uh, 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 the, the fiscal deficit to come back within uh, the thresholds that we've, we have a law, a fiscal responsibility law in Ghana, which has pegged our fiscal deficits at five odd percent. At the moment is way above that. And the sooner we can bring that again uh, uh, to a more acceptable threshold, the better it is for our economy. So these are all several areas of, 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 of activity that we see as being absolutely essential for the future of our country. How concerned are you that, I mean, Ghana next year has an election, uh, you'll be leaving office. Um, are, are you concerned, considering inflation right now is north of 40%, there's already a, a lot that Ghanaians are, are enduring, that this could potentially hurt your party going into the next I, I election? Don't, I don't, I, I, the, the, the global situation is, is not very kind to incumbent governments all over the world. And, and, and our situation will be no different. But at the same time, I believe that we have enough time. We have 18 months. I leave office in January uh, 25, which is literally 18 yeah. months, 19 months from now, to be able with a very disciplined approach to the implementation of the IMF program, the repositioning of our economy, to be able to bring some growth back into the economy, some relief back to our, our population, to be able to convince them that, yes, it is, it's worth continuing the journey with my party and the new leader of our party, who it will choose in December this year, November this year. Until the IMF bailout last week, Ghana had been locked out of the international market, but the policy credibility provided by the fund means reopening of the market to Ghana. But despite the risk of further piling of debt, President Ekofuando says Ghana will go to the market to borrow. We went in July last year, right. and it has taken us uh, July to May uh, to secure a program. We had a staff-level agreement with the fund in December, right. it's a relatively quick period, and finally in May we've uh, secured the fund. What and do you attribute the delays to? These are the usual negotiations with the IMF. They take time. Uh, and in fact, the 10 months which has been involved in the Ghanaian program is one of the fastest on record. There's a whole lot of stuff that you have to go through in terms of 
exchange of data, the negotiations, making sure that the macro indices that you are looking for are in the right direction. All of these make, take, take, are the ones that consume the time. But nevertheless, it's over. And now we believe that it is going to provide us with a foundation for redirecting the economy, repositioning the Ghanaian economy firstly, to uh, regain the macro stability that had been lost. Mm -hmm. Secondly, to be able to have a better control over important data like interest rates, inflation. And then finally also to position us to be able to go back into the international capital market, mm -hmm. which had been a source of funding for us for the first three or four years of our government. Well, still on the IMF, the government says it has also taken necessary steps to review all existing flagship programs as part of its objective to strengthen fiscal policy. This is contained in the IMF's May 2023 country report on Ghana. One of the flagship programs, Free SHS, has already been described by the fund as poorly targeted with the country's education system producing poor learning outcomes. My colleague Isaac Kofieje has been studying that report and shares uh, with us what informed government's decision and the status of the flagship programs. With respect to this um, flagship programs that we're talking about, government has been given some updates in the, um, the report, the May 2023 report on Ghana. So according to government, and I'm, I'm stating this, um, I'm quoting what government said, they said they are taking steps to review all um, you know, um, flagship programs. Okay. And the last time we it, checked, it, that's an instruction from the IMF. Well, it is government policy um, to achieve fiscal, you know, discipline or the to fiscal meet IMF requirements. Absolutely. Okay. So we check from the 2023 budget <coughs> to see the number of um, flagship programs that government currently has. You know, it's been varying um, if you compare year on year. Mm. So what we checked, we found 16 of them, including the free SHS. One district, one factory, uh, the one D one F, and then also the the current one, which is um, you know the the hospitals across all you know districts. So okay. the government is saying it is taking steps to review, and if you say all programs, then it means we are including a free SHS as well because they do not exclude any program. It stated categorically that all programs, and so we also did some small checks, and we saw that. If you look at these 16 um, flagship programs that we're talking about, government has um, actually projected that this year it is going to spend some 9.6 or a little over 9 billion Ghana CDs on it, which is more than $900 million. So you ask yourself, is it resource constrained or is it that some of these programs, um, we do not need them again? Or what is it going to be in terms of reviews? I think last year, 2022, the figure was around the same amount. So it's been varying but on the average it's around eight billion dollars mm. a year so we need to pump eight billion dollars every year to make sure that we have more all of these um, you know flagship programs do, 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 do we know how much we need to reduce spending on these flagship programs to be able to meet uh, the imf requirements well so we do not have the specific figure but what we know is that in 2023 there's a huge uh, budget deficit for government to fund We can now go on Zoom and speak with the National Coordinator of the Ghana National Education Campaign Coalition, Bernice Mpereje Chefo Moore. I'm grateful for your time, madam. Your organization was among a number of uh, CSOs that had petitioned the IMF board regarding expenditure cuts in the education sector. How does this resolve by the government come to you? Yes, thank you very much for this opportunity. The issue is that in the education sector entire, we were looking at specifically the basic schools, which is so much under-resourced. And then looking at the report, they said the free senior high school has increased enrollment, but that was not, it was poorly targeted. Yes, because we, we, we are all very happy about the free SHS. But we were calling for a review at a point in time because we realized that more resources is being channeled into the senior high school and the basic school is being neglected. 
So if the report is talking about it, then it is in order. But our main concern was how to resource the basic schools very well, which is the foundation of our education in preparing those children to a senior high school. So we were expecting to see some specific instructions with regard to the IMF fund to be able to source the basic schools very well. So we are not too happy that uh, more money will be channeled to free SHS once more and then not getting something very clear on the basic school. So our concern is the resourcing of the basic school, which is so much challenged across the country, looking at various researches that has been conducted by CSOs. Mm. Uh, we're talking about review by government. What do you expect to see uh, if government says it's reviewing its flagship programs, including the free SHS? Yes. We've seen that it's difficult for the government to fully fund the uh, SHS, making it free entirely. So if there is a review, especially the, uh, the feeding, which is so much of a challenge, can be looked at. Maybe if parents are made to at least pay for only the feeding of their children, and then some basic things that are not really available, or that is not easy for the government to fund entirely, I think that would go away to lease the to uh, take away some bedding from the free senior high school, and then some funds can be channeled through the basic schools. And then at least, if a child is going to school, uh, the child's basic like uniforms and other things can be purchased by parents. Feeding should be paid by parents. And then, if the government decides to absorb the whole fees, that is the, the tuition fees. That is fine. Then to make the whole thing free and at a point in time, children have, don't have food to eat. Some of them don't have decks to sit, converting toilets into a, a sleeping place for students. is something that is uncalled for. So if there is the opportunity for the government to review the free SHS, this is what we stand for. You should look at the feeding, at least uniforms. Parents should be able to take care of it until at the very right time when we realize that the government has made enough um, finances available to make it entirely free. But as, uh, I'm grateful for your time. Benison Prejice is National Coordinator of GNEC. To other stories, the New Patriotic Party's NSC Awenim has won the Kumeo parliamentary by-election with 71% of total vote cast. He polled 15,264 votes to beat closest contender Christian Mankwa of the National Democratic Congress, who had 3,723 votes. The two independent candidates in the contest failed to pull surprises. Returning officer Paul Ajeman declared NPP's Enim winner. 21,731. 21,731. 731. Sorry. And now, by the power vested in me, Paul Ajeman, as a constituent returning officer for Kumeu, I hereby declare you. Ernest, please come over. Ernest, Yao Enim of the NPP, as a parliamentary member of, member of parliament elect for Kumawu constituency. Mr. Neiman, his victory speech promised to work harder to meet the confidence and expectations reposed in him by the electorate. First, it's his assurance that all roads in the area will be given facelift in the next 14 months. I have promised the people of Kumau that the contractor is going to be with us for the next 14 months. He is going to make sure that every road that is in the pipeline from Efijase all the way to Raso is constructed. He is going to work on the Kumau Town Roads, which is the road that is in the pipeline from Efijase all the way to Raso is constructed. He is going to work on the Kumau Town Roads, which is that if government doesn't get other people participating in the program, 
this is not to win the seat. This is something that the party was committed to doing and the government was committed to doing. We are going to continue to do more in the education sector. People of If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello, Ines. Yeah, I'm here. I'm just trying to be um, careful with my choice of words because um, it's very pathetic. It's, it's a very sad day because people deliberately buying votes, buying people's future for 50 cities. For 20. A number of the NDC's executives in the constituency whose names were on the polling register to vote are reported to have failed to turn up or to cast their votes. Several reasons have been assigned for their poor showing, among which is the fact that some of them were indisposed at the time. To what extent has this affected the fortunes of the candidates in the just-ended election, and what could this mean for the party in the constituency and the region at large? Here is Deputy General Secretary of the party on the just-ended Kumewe election. I think that the entire party machinery, um, the grassroots, the National Executive Committee led by uh, Honorable John Nesidun Katia and Honorable Fifi Kote, my boss, actually did well with good, uh, good fight. Knowing that that is not our stronghold, we've been able to engage the MPP such that they have to move an entire government machinery only to get... Um, if you recall, in 2020, Basua didn't have the whole government machinery coming down to Kumau. This year... The whole NPP party machinery was in Kumau. The whole government machinery was in Kumau. They actually moved financial resources only to increase 304 votes. For me, I have to commend the rank and file of the NDC for putting up a good fight. As for what the MP has tweeted, I, I am sure that you saw the response from somebody to that tweet. When we get to those issues, we will cross, but like they say, children learn from their fathers. Well, the Member of Parliament for South Dai, who made the allegations, has since withdrawn and apologized on a Twitter post. The lawmaker stated, and I'll read a set of that tweet. 
uh, for you. He says this is to confirm that uh, Kumeu, at Kumeu we didn't recall three or four votes as I earlier on indicated. I apologize for that, but the figures were so too low in places as compared to the great efforts that went in. It means we must all work extra hard as executives and parliamentary candidates if we are to win 2024. Well, the NDC says increasing its votes in Kumewe is a sign of good fortunes in the 2024 elections, but it's quick to condemn what it describes as the use of state resources by the NPP for the Kumewe elections. Listen to Deputy General Secretary Mustafa Bande once again. He spoke on PM Express. We have increased our vote from 2000 to about 3,600. Whereas they have moved from 14,900 to only 15,200 and something, which is at a difference of about 295. So the movement of machines, construction machines, to Kumau, the relocation of government machinery to Kumau, as against a political party in opposition, contested a by election against a government machinery in whose stronghold we are going for that election only gave them an increase in vote from what they had in 2020 and now to be 252. An entomologist with the University of Energy and Natural Resources is raising public awareness about the consumption of African palm weevil larvae known as Aku. Akukunu in their Akan language. According to Dr. Jacob uh, Parishuga, the coordinator of the Health Insect Project, the insect is highly nourishing for the body. It has the potential to protect the environment because it generates little or no greenhouse gases. The Health Insect Project farm in Sunyang is only about 10 feet square in size, but it holds about 300 raring beans. Joy News' Mahmoud Mohamed Nouridine was at that farm in Sunyang and has filed this report. So these beans you are seeing all over here have either the larval or adult stages of the African palm lava, which is traditionally known as Akokono in the Akan language. So we use very simple uh, agricultural products and sometimes agricultural waste to produce these nutritious edible insects. Dr. Jacob Anankwari, an entomologist and lecturer at the University of Energy and Natural Resources, says the larvae grow between 21 and 28 days before harvesting. Once these ones hatch and grow up to 21 to 28 days, they are often ready for the market. So um, harvesting... Uh, a few of them. I don't want some have, have started weaving cocoons, so I don't want to to bother them so much. So you can have a look if you see a bin like this. It has coconut hacks and other. So you see lavi all over. You can see lavi everywhere. I was just harvesting a few of them. They have a high rate of reproduction, and one bean can harvest between 150 and 180 larvae, weighing around one kilogram, depending on the size. So, 150 to 180 will be a kilogram, depending on the sizes. Because you see, if these ones are much smaller than these ones. Okay, so these are actually ready for the market. This is about the eighth insta stage. So it means these eggs were laid first. Yeah, so each bean has a minimum of one kilo. Some have two kilos, others have as high as five kilograms. And all this depends on the number of adults I have put in each bean. Some have just three pairs, others have two pairs. But if you have five pairs, then you are getting a lot of larvae. Because each adult, each female adult can lay as much as 300 eggs. But the thing is, you know, not all the eggs will hatch. And if they all hatch, not all of them will grow into adulthood because if there is limited food, they may be cannibalism in the beans. It contains 19 of the 21 essential amino acids as well as high levels of protein and iron. They have 19 out of the 21 essential amino acids and they have superior protein and iron content. That I will share with you at a different 
point in time. So if you come and take a look at this, this is um, a bin uh, containing, these are two bins containing adults that we inoculated three weeks ago. And these are the adult stages. Are dead now. And then these are the larvae. These are just three weeks old. And you can see them looking healthy, strong, and yummy. So these ones will lay eggs, and the eggs will hatch into young larvae. The edible insect emits no or very little greenhouse gas. According to Dr. Ananquari, eating them could help with both food insecurity and climate change. And then whereas the beef has 14 milligrams of culture, the insect has 88 milligrams. So somebody should tell me why we should not promote the consumption of edible insects. Then again, these insects do not emit greenhouse gases. Only a few groups of insects emit little greenhouse gases. If you compare these to conventional meats like beef, these produce 100 times less uh, greenhouse gases. Okay? And then if you also look at the amount of vegetation you need as the palm larvae, you need little space. Look at this little space that I'm using. And I'm producing several kilos per week. Currently, one kilogram of palm lava costs between 70 and 100 cities. We produce and we are not able to meet the quantities that people are purchasing. Because if I tell you the number of people who place orders and the class in society who place orders, you'll be shocked. That is why the prices have gone up to about 70 to 100 Ghana cities per kilo. And why is it expensive? It's because um, we are not so many, just a few people are producing. Dr. Ananquari refuses to share his trade secret, but says that production is simple and cost-effective. So you need a simple red bean like this, which is relatively cheaper. Okay, this is a bean that you need. And then you need a wire mesh like this. And this is supposed to prevent predators and parasitoids. When I say predators, I mean Wolgecos, lizards, rats, and parasitoids are insects that feed on other insects. And then you also need a rope and then a rubber band to hold it in place. And then you need a cloth like this just to cover as I'm doing so that those insects which can actually penetrate the wire mesh holes will not be able to penetrate that. So you can see that other insects have come to lay their eggs on the cloth. We simply wash this yeah, periodically. So without this wire mesh, all these insect eggs would have been inside the bin. And that will contaminate our setup. And that is why we're doing this. The entomologist says Ghana must push for innovation to encourage the growth of insects in order to help the economy grow and protect the environment. So we can collaborate with these people, get them on board, train and empower them to produce the black soldier fly, Hemasha illusens larvae, which will augment or place fish meal in the diets of poultry, fish, and pigs. And I'm sure with that, we'll be able to fully feed our people with the right amount of protein without necessarily important protein. And that will go a long way in helping the economy because we will no longer have to spend so much CD to buy dollars and import meat products. A report by Mohamed Nuruddin. We're still live on Join News today. We'll take a break. When we return, we'll bring you business. You will enjoy free life insurance. Oh. Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole seven, oh. and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Vimo, okay, this EcoBank Salary Account sounds interesting. Oh. What do you think? Uh, uh, yeah. But maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'll go shy my shoe. Hey. Yo, myself, I'll go check my BP. We're going up, never go down, and we stay flat. 
Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Caritas Lottery Platform. to the business segment on joining you today with me, Pius Kujubaka. 16 Tunisian companies are in Ghana to explore business opportunities in the areas of agribusiness, construction, services, and information and communication technology. The presence of these foreign companies is to meet and partner Ghanaian businesses to strike win-win business deals aimed at accelerating the potential of the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement. Speaking to Joy Business at a networking event, General Director of Economic and Trade Corporation at the Ministry of Trade and Export Development in Tunisia, Lezar Bounar said Tunisia is ready to strengthen trade and economic ties with Ghana. Here is more. The 16 Tunisian companies will be engaging 34 Ghanaian businesses in a B2B appointment for both countries connect and share their respective products and services. Areas of focus will be agribusiness, construction, services and information and communication technology as well as handicraft here is director general of economic and trade corporation in ministry of trade and export development lazar benar speaking to joy business at a networking event in africa we have to do this and we have to to go more because we have a lot of opportunity and a huge of opportunity between us so uh, uh, if the SMEs start to know each other and uh, to make this business trip between all the African countries, I think it will get uh, more opportunities to, to have, to enhance uh, added value chain between the countries. Second Vice President of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Stephen Mezan, said this partnership offers great opportunity for Ghanaian businesses to expand and leverage on the African continental free area agreement. There's great opportunity, especially that we have had this one. There are numerous that are out there, and we look for it that uh, it becomes fruitful and not just a talk shop, not just a talk shop as we do all the time. But most importantly, the leaders, the our nations to look at these important issues, the things that makes it possible for us to be able to export to other countries. Then again, another we also need to look at is the type of governance that we are facing in Africa. The exploratory visit was carried out through the support of the delegation of German industry and commerce in Ghana. Now, expect the Ghana city to make a significant comeback against the dollar and other major currencies this week. That's the forecast by many research institutions, including GCB Capital, Bank Research, and Republic Securities. The city gained over 8.6% to the dollar last week. There is more in this report. CD ended last week as the world's top performer after narrowing its year-to-date loss on the retail market for about 7%. Analysts expect the anticipated foreign exchange inflows from the International Monetary Fund deal to show up Ghana's foreign reserves and strengthen the city. However, they express concern about the decline of Ghana's imports cover by 35% as of April this year. Ghana's balance of payment financing gap throughout the IMF support program is estimated at about $15 billion, with the $3 billion package making up 20% of the total needs. The program envisages additional funding from the World Bank, among others. Therefore, the exchange rate outlook hinges on the time frame for completing the external debt operation and successful biannual reviews under the program. Now, commercial banks received the highest number of complaints from customers in the financial sector in 2022. This was captured in the latest complaints management report released by the Bank of Ghana. 
George Yafe has the rest of the story. So we shall bring you that instead subsequently at um, Marketplace here on the Join News Channel. And that's it for business for now. Pios Kujubakadar will be here at 1 p.m. with the Marketplace. Sports is next. is the first company in to produce organic chocolates in commercial quantities, ingredients that are organically farmed on a certified organic farm. Nobody's doing this, so there really isn't competition. And then we are also the first doing chocolate with real inclusions. So when we say real inclusions, we mean that the various additions like hazelnuts, like almonds, like Thai melons, uh, mangoes, and all these things that others may have seen to have already started our only flavor but we are adding these real ingredients into the chocolate mix and so far nobody else is doing this we are also the only one adding green energy in our production we have built a structure that depends heavily on solar and because our brand also contributes a lot to um, saving the environment and the planet because this is the only planet you find chocolate if you care to this wednesday on tv radio online and on ground the joy business van Joy Business and supported by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank, and MTN. What are we doing today? Ghana is in a debt crisis. The country's debt has now crossed half a trillion CDs. Historically, we always hit a roadblock, but we just have to go and we thought that we could borrow our way through debt and here we are today as though we needed another epic like yesterday. Non-payment resulted in more borrowing and more borrowing. But we carried fiscal indiscipline to sovereign bond markets. We can't be in the capital markets if we don't have a mechanism for repayment. Every time that we have been out of an IMF program, it has been our hope that uh, we will not be in a position to return to the fund. A nation that begs, showing on Joy News, Monday 29th May at 8.30 p.m. and on the Super Morning Show at 8.30 a.m. One of the most um, unfortunate thing was okay. they trampled on me. Wow. You know, as a small boy, and everybody was running me because of the tremor. That's one thing I never forgot. Oh, what kind of a student were you? Studios? Very, very. Still, people think that I'm very hard. <laughs> you know, I don't believe in wasting time and yeah. going around the schools. And, no, yeah. I never visited any disco. Okay. I think I went one when they opened one close to the runabout. Watu. Watu. <laughs> and I remember. Anytime we drank and I was going to put it because the room was dark, the glass would break. <laughs> I, I couldn't see where I was going to put the glass. It would... <laughs> so I didn't. I, so we could go to student dance. I only believe in what we call smoochie mm -hmm. in those days. It didn't make sense to me. You are coming to enjoy yourself and at the end of the day you are sweating. <laughs> the man will be sweating, say he's dancing, enjoying it. A lot of them are going to smoke weed. I didn't know. I drank a potential. 9 p.m. on the Join News Channel.
Tao Nabila Abdullah here with Sports on Joy News today. President of the Ghana Football Association, Ket Okreku, says the football league governing body is financially better than he met it when he came into office on October 25, 2019. According to him, his administration has been able to gather lots of resources that they have invested in the game. He also spoke about the upcoming GFA elections where he says that he's not certain that the elections will come off. I can tell you an authority that um, revenues into the Football Association have increased more than before. That tells you that there's increased level of confidence in the governance of football in this country. That tells you that our agenda to operate in a very, very transparent and um, open uh, manner is being appreciated by the corporate world. And I'm happy that um, the, the inflows have grown more than we, we met. I'm happy that we've gone through three times of FIFA auditing which is key for any football association, especially in our part of the world. Um, also, the domestic auditing has been successful. And, and that brings confidence in, in, the, in the football ecosystem, especially in, in investors. Okay? If you see companies coming to the FA, approaching the FA, speaking with the FA to partner us on our journey, it is because we have done or we have ticked the boxes right, and we have ticked the right boxes, and we have ensured that we have governed the sport with all the clean plates that you, one could think about and one could speak about, and I'm happy about this. Yes, inflows have improved, and inflows would improve if we continue this way. To borrow the words of um, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, the evidence of it is on the face of the pink sheet. The evidence of our hard work is on the face of all the support we are offering our clubs. Elections are coming up, and I also, um, everyone knows, it's an open secret that you will seek re-election. Are you going to do that or no? Okay, so first of all, I don't know whether elections is coming up. You don't know whether elections is coming, coming up this year? And I have not started to think about elections yet. Okay. But I react to the, to the mood of the people. What, what I, I will do is to react to exactly the way the people want. I remember three and a half, four years ago, I was asked the same question. Will, will Kato Krakow contest for the elections? And my answer has always been, when the time comes, football will speak. And football will speak. But if the time comes that um, you're going to seek re-election, which uh, may be from where I sit. This summer, go to the movies. Projected on the side of a mountain. Discover a new favorite restaurant. Your campsite. Find yourself when you lose your signal. Discover a new playlist. Mother Nature. Make your summer special at the Kia Summer Sales Event with a dependable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Event N7523. Of Health and Social Services said in a statement, a total of 27 contacts, including 24 health workers, have been identified. Authorities have urged people who may have had direct contact with a patient to report to the nearest facility. The ministry said one confirmed case is considered an outbreak. According to WHO protocols, a disease can be caught from contact with infected blood or tissues from a person or animal. Symptoms then develop quite quickly after a few days and include fever, aches, nausea and vomiting and a rash caused by bleeding into the skin. Patients can become severely ill with organ damage, which can be fatal. That is it for World News. Up next is Showbiz with Becky. Everyone has a story. In fact, there was a time I decided I have to stop the music. 
a story of that unique place that gives them a vibe. It's a spiritual moment for me whenever I have to record music because whenever the place is dark, I feel I'm in the studio alone, even without the producer. Excellence, special skills, talent, and mastery. Welcome to E-Vibes with Becky on the channel. Welcome to Showbiz here on Joy News today. Musician Ken Promise has expressed joy and gratitude in winning the album of the year at the just-ended VGMEs. According to him, he is thankful his hard work has been recognized. Um, just, it, all the hard work you know I put into it, you know, just being recognized, it, it means a lot because, like I said, I put. So many late nights, early mornings, you know, sleepless nights, and just trying to perfect that project. And a project that we wanted to compete globally, you know, from Ghana to the rest of the world. So, you know, to be able to do all of that with the album, actually go on an actual world tour, you know, do all those things, just representing my people, and for us to eventually win the album of the year. I, it really, like, it felt good. And it's not like... I can't expect it, you know. I never really expect nothing at that award. <clears throat> never. Like, I was going with a clear mind, you know what I mean? Because everybody in the category, they also deserve to win as well. That's why they are in there. So, for that, I'm like, let's go have fun, you know. Most important, let's shell it, let's kill the stage, and, you know, whatever happens, happens. But it was a lot of hard work put in there that I was looking for it. Way from Kim Promise, Ghanaian filmmaker and uh, an artist, Big Gun, has advised the Ghanaian movie industry players to always target the global space when creating content. According to the award-winning filmmaker, industry players must not limit their creativity and take advantage of global platforms like YouTube. I think all other Ghanaians who are into uh, audiovisuals, into media, should target such platforms, okay? AMVC is big, but AMVC is not the only platform I've been on. I've been on Last of a Fifth. I've won awards in Italy and all that with my project, yes. So I really wish we had a lot of Ghanaians doing same or something close. Because sometimes I get on these platforms and they, I get flown out, out out there and I realize I'm the only Ghanaian. Yeah, last year I was, it was only me and Pascal who were in the hotel. And Honestly speaking, I wish I could have other people that we could do this together with. We could just, and it would be a nice Ghana boy is actually going global. So I just wish we should look beyond creating content for the Ghanaian. Mostly they go like, they go like, oh, where look at content? I don't, I don't know why they do that. Let's, there's a, there's a film. Film is a global word. Movies are global. There's nothing like the Ghanaian standard, the Nigerian standard, and the world standard. Film is film. It's a global village. When you tweet, everybody in the world sees it. So why are we limiting our films? When the YouTubes and the rest who put our films on are actually global. Somebody can type your name and type your film, and anybody in the world could see it. So why are we limiting the quality to regions? So I feel we should go the extra mile, keep learning. That's the problem you have here. I think we don't learn. The consistency in learning is the problem. We are good, but we could do better. So let's all do better. And if you, if you are doing it for the money, the money is better when you are global. If you are doing it for the fame, the fame, the fame is bigger when you are global. So whatever is the reason you are, you are doing the film for, when you are global, it's far better. 
Now, the first trailer of The Color Purple, an upcoming American musical coming-of-age paradrama film directed by Ghanaian singer, songwriter, and filmmaker Samuel Bazawuli, uh, professionally known as Split, has been released. The film was adapted from a screenplay by Marcus Gadley based on a stage musical of the same name, which is turn was based uh, on a 1982 novel of the same name by Alice Walker. It is a third feature film to be directed by the Ghanaian director following his works on the burial of Kojo and Beyonce's Black King. The Color Purple is a story about the lifelong struggles of an African-American woman living in the South of America during the early 1900s. ain't got no kinfolk around these parts. All I had was my sister. <laughs> she was the only one ever loved me. It's time for you to see the world. There's gonna be some changes made. Put it on. This ain't me. Hush. We need to look like we belong. center of the universe. Well, on that note, we end showbiz here. I'll enjoy you today the small showbiz news and our subsequent bulletins. Good afternoon to you, Aisha. Good afternoon to you, Lady in Red. I'm definitely going to watch the color purple. It looks like something that would be... 2025. Yeah. Okay, we'll be on the trailer is all. We'll be waiting for. Oh, I am. I'm definitely. Time. We'll be watching the trailer. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap on the bulletin this afternoon. My name is Aisha